The reading is from the first letter of John, chapter 1, reading from verse 1, and it's on page 1225 in your church Bibles. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it. We proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the word of the Lord. Lord, I want to thank you for Rachel and all that she brings to the life of this church. And we want to pray now that as she speaks, you will anoint her words. Give us ears to hear and hearts open to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Bear with me. I'm going for... Oh, throwing my sermon around. That's what I'm going for. Oh. Kind servant, servant-hearted, right there. That is why we're in community. No more sermon needs to be said. Right there, that's it. <laughs> well, we'll find out in a second, won't we? Right. Today, I have a magic box. Uh, thank you, Mark. Inside I have my magic box. I have a candle, and I'm going to light this candle. I will light this candle. There we go. And... Um, so I'm lighting this at the start of my talk today as a symbol of us being in community together. And because we're in community together, we are therefore God's light and God's love on earth. So that is going to start getting brighter, hopefully, while it all goes wrong. But let's try. So as you know, we've been going through the series, Enjoying God. And some of you might know that I quite like a competition. And that is one of the ways I enjoy myself. Or it is if I am winning. If I'm losing, it's a way that I get sulky quite quickly. So let's just slide over the quiz yesterday evening and move on. So to go with the theme of enjoying, I have a little game for us. And I very sillyly didn't bring the zapper. So John, you're in charge of changing the... <laughs> The slides. So can we have the first picture, please? So this is a close-up of something. Mm. Yes, Jennifer, what do you think it is? Ooh, close. It's not. So I can give you a choice of three. Is it a piece of spaghetti, lip balm, or a candle? A candle? It is, in fact, spaghetti. So this is a piece of spaghetti. Uh, can we have the next one, please, John? So your choice of three for this one involves a carpet, a tea bag, or cotton wool. 
I heard teabag. Whoever shouted teabag, congratulations. You got it right. And the next one, please, John. So this is an apple stalk, a cigarette end, or a twig. Hmm. It was, it's an apple stalk. This is a close-up of an apple stalk. I couldn't believe it either. Um, and the fourth one, please, John. So this is either bubble wrap, crystal glass, or soap foam. Well done, team. It is indeed soap foam. Um, and then we'll just go to the last slide just so that you're not looking at soap foam for the rest of it. This is church. Um, <laughs> and now, some of you might have enjoyed that, and some of you might not, and because you might have noticed that we are all different. Um, and some of you might have recognized what was in the photos, and some of you might not. And sometimes we think we know what something is, and then we're told it's something different. And the same is true of church. We can think we know what it is or what it should be. Whether you grew up going to church or not, somehow we form ideas from those around us of what something is like. Equally, we can be so close to something that we can't see what is right in front of us, much like those pictures. Have you been in church so long you can't remember what is good or special about it? Or are you here with preconceived ideas about what church is? For a long time, I thought church meant choirs, hard wooden seats, and a man standing at the front. Now, obviously, I was wrong. But that opinion had formed, involved the specific building that I was being taken to on a Sunday. But going to church is so much more than visiting a building. And I am sure you have heard it from many preachers much wiser than me that church isn't the building, it's the people who make it. And with that in mind, what should a church be? What is the potential for church? And I'm about to make two possibly optimistic claims about church. Bear with me. Church should be a place where we enjoy God. And church should be a place where we experience divine joy. Now, you might tell me that you enjoy God more in nature or on a nice walk or in your alone time with God rather than in church. You might see church as more of a duty than a joy or as a place that makes demands of you. Or perhaps you're fully with me in my statement, and church for you really is a place of divine joy. Now, look around you at the faces around you. What do you see on those faces who have chosen to sit in this building today? Is it joy? Or is it bewilderment that Rachel is making you look slightly uncomfortably at one another? And I'm not gonna make you answer that, it's okay. But I'm also fully aware that we can't all be joyful every time we are in church. Sometimes life deals us a bad hand. Work has been hard. Family are ill. Friends have let us down. Yet we still come to church, a place we can enjoy God and experience divine joy. And I said that church is more than its buildings. It's the people who gather inside. And why would people come and gather in church? What would, should, and could be drawing people to this place? 
in the reading we had, John leads with an invitation to enjoy God. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. John is telling them about the exciting news of Jesus because he wants them to join in that fellowship. He wants them to all come together for God. The fellowship he has, he wants to share with others because it involves the amazing story of God sending his son to earth. God on earth. Take that in. God, the one who created all things on earth as Jesus. If that's not exciting, I don't know what is. And John shares this so they can have fellowship together. They come together for one purpose. And that purpose isn't to be on a rota. It's not to be told off for what they're doing wrong, but to share fellowship together, share joy, share love, pain, and humanity with each other and with the Father and the Son through the Holy Spirit. And that is church in all its fullness. But back to what I was saying about coming to church and not necessarily feeling joyful. I think that is when a Christian community comes into its own. I have come to church before and felt lost and broken. I could barely open my mouth to say the words. But that is when the church community carried me. It speaks the words for me, over me, and around me. At times of brokenness, we often want to hide out on our own, build a fort under the duvet, and hope by the time we come out, life will be well again. But in church, there is the potential to experience God's love in our brokenness, in our confusion. When someone asks how you are, could you dare tell them the real answer? When you ask someone how they are, dare you listen to the real answer? But even when you don't feel like talking or admitting how you feel, come to church and just let the words wash over you. Come and feel the divine joy that is hopefully spilling out of others. And now visual learners among you might appreciate this. So we are all different, as I said, and sometimes you might come to church feeling blue. So there is my blue tile. At other times, you might come and you are angry or annoyed at something that someone in church has done or a friend has done. So you come and you're angry and you're not even sure why you're bothered to get out of bed in the morning. And sometimes you might come and you do feel joyful or you feel neutral, but you're here and you're in church and you can start sharing that. And we're all different. So some people are slightly shorter and that's okay. And some people are taller and we gather together in this one place. And through that, we turn up and we're together and God's large Holy Spirit <laughs> comes and hovers over us all, no matter how we are feeling. And we are together in one community in the God's love. So there we go. This is the visual of the church for you this morning. So the point is we are all turning up feeling different, but God's love is here hovering over it all, entering hearts in unexpected ways 
and at unexpected times. And I'm sure I am not the only person who has heard someone say, oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church. And I am sure that they believe it. But I'm here to tell them that they are missing out. In community, we are capable of so much more. I find it easier to pray when others are praying with me. It is easier to focus when there is a group of people focusing with me. And singing together is so much more powerful than singing alone in my kitchen. The words are the same. The sentiment is the same. But in community, something changes. You don't need a Christian community to know that you are loved and forgiven by God, but it helps. At times, our heart and mind condemn us. We can be our own worst enemy, but a community of believers gathered together can refocus us on what matters, which isn't what we've done wrong. It's not on what other people have done wrong, but refocus us on the love of God. Later in this letter, John says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. We can see the love of God in the love of the church. We can't see God, but we can see one another, and God is at work in each one of us every time we act in love. God's love becomes reality through the love of a Christian community. When we receive love through others in a thoughtful word, a reassuring hug, a cake, we are receiving God's love through them. When we offer love to another by listening and caring or any other myriad of ways to show love, God is working through us. And let's return to the reading today. John's letter begins by saying, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. John isn't telling the readers of his letter to believe in something abstract. He is telling them to believe in a Jesus he has seen, a Jesus we hear about in the gospel, uh, gospels even, a Jesus that can show us how to love, and a love that goes beyond loving people who are the same as us and just like us, but loving all who are hurting, all who are broken, those who consider themselves unlovable. And he continues, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. John isn't just telling them that he has seen Jesus, so na 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 but he's telling them that they can share in that fellowship too. And he writes this to make our joy complete, not just the people he's writing to, but his as well. His joy is found in other people's joy and fellowship with Jesus. 
If we just work towards our own gain and our own desires, we will soon find that we are missing something. But if we pursue one another's joy, then love and joy are made complete. And back to this candle that is... Ah, oh yeah, it's still burning. That's good. Back to this candle that we started at the beginning that represented us. If we are part of this one community, we are able to keep our flame alight. But if we try and do it alone, we are like a candle without oxygen. Oh, no, that's not gone well, has it? Oh, eventually the flame will go out. <laughs> Imagine. There we go. Ta-da! No help from me whatsoever. That all happened smoothly. You can imagine. Imagination's needed here. Well, never mind. <laughs> so the challenge is coming up, is keep to keep coming and keep enjoying community, even when times are hard. Because if we are working together, we can keep divine love and divine joy at the center of all we do. Amen.